0: what's up everyone this is the uptempo podcast i'm your host craig cambrin and before we get started into the first episode i just figured i'd take some time to introduce myself a little bit so you know who i am uh my name is craig cambrin i just graduated from jacksonville state university in alabama i graduated with a degree in broadcast communications and i hope to eventually go into radio or tv production with that degree uh, still looking for a job right now, but in the meantime, I uh, decided to take over this podcast and uh, get it going again. And um, it's basically based straightly on basketball. Uh, I'll be talking a lot about college basketball, NBA season, just games, news, storylines, trades, injuries, you name it. Everything college basketball, everything NBA. You can find it right here on this podcast. Uh, I will have interviews with uh, players, hopefully, from just colleges and uh, whatever whatever I can get, basically just athletes, uh, play the game of basketball. And also, I hope to get uh, some friends on here who just know the sport of basketball and can talk with me, have conversations, just give their thoughts also about the sport and games and stuff. So that's a little bit about what this podcast is and who I am. Um, A little bit more about me, though. I love basketball. I love sports in general. I uh, grew up living in Alabama, so obviously, you know, I've grew up, grown up an Alabama or Auburn fan. I chose Alabama. However, my dad went to the University of Kentucky, so my family, ha- like, just grew up loving Kentucky basketball. Obviously, uh, I also love Kentucky basketball, I mean, football too. I mean, I love all Kentucky and Alabama sports. It's just who I am. like That's just my, how our family like goes about things. Uh, also, I love Jacksonville State University, uh, their sports, all their sports. Um, basketball. They've had a really good basketball program while I was in school. Uh, they made the NCAA tournament my freshman year uh, with their team. They won the OVC tournament, got in uh, March Madness, and happened to face the Louisville Cardinals and Donovan Mitchell. So that was a fun game to watch. Uh, that's when I, you know, Started to like Donovan Mitchell. He's one of my actual favorite players in basketball. So uh, that's a little bit more me, about me with college basketball, uh, NBA. Um, you know, it's living in Alabama. Uh, you, you basically just pick a team, uh, and I have I have no ties with Atlanta, so I really didn't want to pick Atlanta. And uh, basically, with all my other sports, my family, uh, my mom's other family is from Pittsburgh, so. I'm a Pittsburgh fan with, with all the major sports, except basketball, because obviously there's not an NBA team in Pittsburgh, so I just remember my friend in middle school, um, he asked me one day if I had an NBA team, and I just said no, and he said, all right, well, who's your favorite player, like, who do you watch, and or who you know of, and I just, you know, everyone knows LeBron, so I just said LeBron, and he said, oh, well, you should just watch Miami, uh, and this is 2011, I was in seventh grade. And it was around May, so it was the playoffs. And I remember the first game I watched was the Celtics in the heat uh, in the second round, um, the conference semifinal round. And it was the game where Dwayne Wade did the Euro step on Kevin Garnett and got the N one. And honestly, you know, I chose Miami because of LeBron, but Dwayne Wade in that moment, I was like, this, is, this guy is awesome. Unreal, um, you know I went back and watched his highlights on YouTube from, you know, just before I became a fan, and I just I fell in love with the man. I mean, not like that, but you know I mean, uh, just his game. Um, Dwayne Wade, I mean, just he's my favorite athlete. Uh, out of all sports, I've, you know, just grew up the last decade watching him with Miami. Uh, stay I stayed with the team when LeBron left too, so y'all can't call me a bandwagon. Uh, and I finally got to go to a game uh, when I got to college, when I was in Jacksonville. So it was about an hour and a half drive to Atlanta. And I've been to the last seven Miami Heat games in Atlanta over the last four years. And uh, I finally got to see Dwayne Wade my senior year. It was last, no, it was two years ago. It was two years ago, it was 2019. It was the year Dwayne Wade retired. Um, I went and saw his last game in Atlanta. Uh, the year before that, I saw him in 2018. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw Dwayne Wade, and that was November of 2018. Uh, and sadly, Miami lost both games. But I really didn't care at that point. Where I usually don't care about my team losing in person. I care more about just watching my team play in person. Uh, obviously, if it's a playoff game, I'm going to be like more frustrated or whatever. But uh, actually, I get to go to an NBA playoff game, but. Uh, the Miami Heat, just I love going to their games. Uh, they are 3-4 in the seven games I've been to. So I actually went to the one last February uh, after the All-Star break where Trey Young dropped 50 points on us. So that was fun to watch in person. Uh, but other than that, huge Miami Heat fan, huge Dwayne Wade fan. Also, like I said, I started liking Don Mitchell uh, back in college when he played at my JSU school. And – uh I loved watching his playoff run with Utah his rookie year. So, uh, also really enjoyed watching him in the bubble this year. He went off in the first round. It was sad to see him lose like that. Uh, I know he like he was very emotional after the loss to Denver in Game Seven. However, he played he played way better than I anyone expected him to in that bubble. Uh, so did Jamal Murray. That that series was incredible uh, with the way they battled. But that's a little bit background on my uh, sports fandom information with you know just college basketball and the nba uh, episode one this is it uh, i'm just basically gonna give a rundown of my thoughts on the nba college basketball season up to this day and the next episode i'll start getting into new stories and scores and just games in general during the week um, i'll try and post the podcast during the middle of the week and we'll see where we go from there but so far in the uh, college basketball season, I just want to give my thoughts on uh, just the surprise teams. Uh, and I feel like, you know, with this college basketball season, the way it's playing out, you have, you know, Gonzaga, Baylor, basically the top dogs in college basketball this season. And they were honestly the top dogs last year, too, with, along with Kansas, I feel like. Uh, I feel like Kansas had a really good chance to win it all last year, along with Gonzaga and Baylor. Um other than that, though, uh, I do feel like this year is kind of different with, you know, not only just COVID, but with the in March Madness getting canceled last year, this is going to be a very big March Madness tournament this year because we haven't had one in two years. Uh, so, it's been, you know, it's been a while. Uh, we haven't had one. It's been, I guess, what, 22 months from right now, uh, January 2021. 20, so... uh you know, the fans have been missing it. Um, it hasn't been the same with college basketball. You know, you've almost forgotten what it's like to watch March Madness. Uh, you know, fill out your brackets and all that stuff. So, very excited for it. And I know the players are too because, you know, it's going to be like the players are going to be basically playing for two championships almost because with the way it's going uh, and how last year played out, you know, a lot of players stayed uh and the draft wasn't as big as you know everyone thought it would be with the draft combine, everything getting delayed. A lot of players came back. So I think Baylor, Gonzaga, Kansas, uh, even Texas, the Big 12 has been really good this year in basketball. Uh, they have four teams, I believe, in the top 10 right now uh, with Texas, Baylor, um, Kansas, and I think Texas Tech, if I'm not mistaken. I'll look that up real quick, but uh, other than that, Big Twelve has been uh very very good this year overall as a conference. Uh, you know, last couple of years they've had about one or two teams overall play very well. Uh, excuse me, they have three teams in the top ten with Baylor at two, Kansas at nine, Texas at five, uh, Texas Tech is at twelve, and West Virginia is at fourteen. So they have two teams outside the top ten. Uh, ten. So you have five, four, five teams overall in the top 15, which is pretty good for a conference in basketball, especially when that conference only has 10 teams. So uh, other than that, I think the biggest team, like, you know, just from for me watching, uh, the biggest surprise this year has to be Alabama. Alabama basketball, uh, if it, it was ever gone, it's back. Uh, you know, they've never really been known for a basketball program. And right now they're sitting at, Number, 15, no, number 18 overall in the AP poll. Uh, coming off that huge uh, win against Kentucky and LSU uh, at Auburn. So this team is, they're for real. Uh, you know, they're ranked number 18, which I think they should be higher. Because uh, they did, you know, they beat number 7 Tennessee on the road. They beat Auburn on the road, Kentucky on the road. Dominated LSU on the road. Uh, you know, they had those bad losses at the beginning of the year with uh, Clemson, Western Kentucky and Stanford. However, since then they've really upped their game and started playing team balls. Deadly shooting uh three point three point shooting team and overall the SEC has struggled this year with you know Kentucky not being as good as everyone thought they would. Uh Tennessee they're ten and two right now. So they're you know, they're they're getting their stuff together. Uh they're still, you know, they, they have been upset twice with uh Florida and Alabama beating them. Other than that, they've looked pretty solid overall. I think, you know, they're still a uh, top twenty five team obviously, with them being ten and two right now with only two losses. And I really think that Tennessee can still get together. Uh they're still a great team and they've been playing well. So I think the top teams right now, obviously, in the SEC are just Alabama and Tennessee. That's honestly just about it in the SEC play this year. Uh, ACC this year, North Car- I'll get into this right now, the Blue Bloods, the Blue Bloods uh, with Kansas. Kansas is still, you know, top 10, obviously. And Duke, North Carolina, and Kentucky, talk about a fall off. Uh, None of the teams have reached a Final Four since 2017 when North Carolina won it all. Since then, uh, none of them made it to the Final Four. Kentucky and Duke made it to the Elite Eight in 2019. And North Carolina made it to the Sweet 16 that year. So they've been close, but overall, you're used to one of those teams being in the Final Four every year. And it hasn't been like that. So I don't know if it's just recruiting or coaching uh I know as far as me watching Kentucky a lot I do think that Kyle Perry has lost his coaching edge I think he's focusing more on just his players being ready and developed for the NBA and you know I think he just thinks that winning will come along with that which yes it will but at the same time college basketball you need a an experienced point guard running the floor. And while he's had talented ones such as like, you know, De'Aaron Fox, John Wall, Tower Eulis Aaron and Andrew Harrison, the twins, I mean, he's had some pretty good point guards over the year that were freshmen. However, I do think you're gonna have to start recruiting more four stars and just getting more grad transfers or just experienced point guards basically to develop and stick around your program for a while because you see these new teams were just teams in general such as Gonzaga, Baylor, uh, you know, other teams in SEC as in Tennessee, Florida, these universities and these teams, they recruit the way they recruit is they basically bring in these four stars or like lower, you know, recruited players and they just develop them over three or four years, get them experience, get them in the program, uh, and that's the key to winning, in my opinion, in college basketball is just having experience on the floor, having chemistry, and just veterans who have been in that situation before and they know what they're going to do. Having freshmen, uh, you know, Kyle Perry got that one lucky run, honestly, in my opinion, in 2012, with, you know, just having Anthony Davis. Uh, other than that, you know, he's not really been good at winning on the big stage with his young classes, which, I mean, you can, you can understand that with having freshmen and sophomores uh, dominate your starting lineup and team. And, you know, when you're going against these teams, I I think it was 2014 when you played UConn. um, That UConn team was all juniors and seniors. And Kentucky team that year, all freshman five uh, in the starting lineup. It was the first all-freshman five starting lineup for a national championship since the Michigan Wolverines in the 90s. So, you know, that's just my thought on that. Uh, I do think North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky—they'll be back. They're blue bloods. They'll get it going again. Uh, now I don't know if Kentucky or you know even can't uh, North Carolina. North Carolina working uh, Kentucky move on from Perry or Roy Williams, but uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, other than that, I do think college basketball. Is I me mean, very interesting in March this year with just how it plays out. Uh, I think it's wide open this year. I do think my favorite right now is Gonzaga. I just think they have depth, uh, experience, quickness, defense. Uh, Mark is a great head coach, so I, I'm going to go with Gonzaga right now as my favorite. Uh, two months out to play uh, college basketball, rolling around the corner uh, of the best month in basketball. Of the year. So hopefully this year does not get canceled with COVID. Uh, I do believe, you know, we have a little bit better understanding this year of what we're dealing with. So I do think it will happen. I do not think we'll have fans this year at March Madness, kind of like how we planned to last year. Alvarez got canceled. So, um, but like I said, episode two, I'll get more into the scores and just uh, play out of teams and news and uh, all that stuff. Uh, NBA, though, NBA is. Honestly, my favorite sport out of any of them. Uh, I do prefer NBA over college basketball. Uh, I do watch a lot of them uh, the same, though. Uh, I do own NBA League Pass. So I watch just, if there's a game on, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I do watch almost every game on ESPN or TNT. Uh, NBA TV, I have that, too. So, I mean, I, I have access to every NBA game on. So, I do watch a lot of it, and I know a lot about it, too. Uh, way more than I know college basketball. So, uh like I said, I'm a huge Heat fan. I loved the finals run this past year, the bubble. Uh, I think the bubble was really good for the NBA. You know, I think I think the best teams made it that far. However, I do think injuries played a big role in it, obviously. You had, uh, as a Heat fan, I'll say, like, you know, Bam out of bio, Goran Dragic got hurt in the finals. Russell Westbrook was hurt uh, second round. Damian Lillard got hurt. Uh, you know, Will Barton was out for the, the Nuggets. Uh, Giannis got hurt in the Heat series. Uh yeah, Gordon Hayward out for the, the Raptors and the Heat series. Uh Bit Draw Depot was out a little bit. DeMontis Sabonis was out uh the whole playoffs. And just, you know, injuries like that. Um but I do think, you know, it also had a mental toll on you. Uh I think, you know, teams obviously like you know the Lakers, they were just hungry, determined. Uh they had Anthony Davis and LeBron. LeBron chasing his fourth ring, A D chasing his first ring, so you know, I think Miami with their culture, their mindset, uh, there's a tough physical team, tough minded too. I think that's why they did so well in the bubble. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown spoke out and said that mental uh his mental health was taking a toll being in the bubble, you know, it was all work, no vacation, where it was basically just you were at work twenty four seven, uh, for I mean, if you stayed in the bubble until the end, you were there for three three months. So you know, it was it was a interesting experience. Uh, I definitely think that ESPN 30 for thirty one day, or the documentary series, whatever they do on the NBA bubble, is going to be very fun to watch and very interesting to watch. Uh, however, this this season, uh, with the NBA being back on home courts and back in cities, traveling is back. Uh, I do think it is bad. Uh, you know, I do think the COVID nineteen protocols have helped. However, it is so hard right now for these players to live a normal life and be with their families or friends, just live a normal human life. I mean you know, everyone's struggling with it right now with you know, the whole COVID nineteen situation. However, these players they're basically being put in like a bubble wrap or you know, they can't they can't do a lot of things that we're able to still do. Uh, we're a little bit more loose right now. In my opinion than the NBA players are uh, you know it's it is still better than the NBA bubble for them however because of that there are cons to it uh, simple as that with the NBA bubble not no longer being a thing and players back at homes being around their family their loved ones uh, and just being around more people now outside the bubble there are more positive tests, and because of positive tests, players are missing games, and they're infecting teammates. Teammates are going the protocol or quarantining. And I know, as me as a Heat fan, we've had multiple games where we've had only eight players available. I know the Sixers have as well. Uh, I believe the Celtics did. So I know the Celtics had a lot of the games canceled or postponed at least. Where postponing games, I forgot. So still a lot to be played for with this season, How even with as chaotic as it is. They are keeping the play-in format. Uh, they actually are extending it this year. Uh, basically, at, at the end of the regular season, the team with the 7th highest winning percentage in each conference, basically the 7th seed, will host the 8th seed in a play-on game. The winner of the seven-eight seed game will be the 7th seed in the playoffs for its conference. Then the team with the ninth best record will host the 10th seed in a playing game for that conference. So the loser of the 7-8 series will host the winner of the 9-10 seed series. So basically you're going to have the 7th and 8th seed teams play. The winner of that series gets the 7th seed. And then the loser of that series, basically probably the 8th seed or 7th seed, whichever one it is, will host the 9th and 10th seed winner of that series for the 8th seed. So it's going to be a lot of fun watching this unfold when the playoffs come in because you have the regular season to wrap up, which will have a, pretty much a lot of play-in type scenarios with the seeding. Uh, basically, the last week of the season is usually fighting for seeding or Dropping or basically placing your team in the best position possible to do well in the playoffs, like we saw this year, the Houston Rockets, uh, basically dropped a few games so they could play. I believe it was the uh, yeah the Thunder, so uh, they wanted to play the Thunder instead, and we even saw the Utah Jazz. Uh, they lost on purpose because they didn't want to play the Rockets, so. We see this a lot. Uh, basically, you're playing for playoff positioning, and you know you're gonna place your team the best possible matchup in the first draft you, you can. You can put yourself in, and teams do have control of this a little bit when it comes to the end of the season, which is how the standings play out. Uh, you can just you know rest your players and basically lose on purpose and all that stuff. So uh, it'll be a lot of interesting to see this year because we we didn't have, we haven't seen the um, basically a tenth seed get the play in. So, uh, I'm excited, however, uh, the NBA season is, you know, it's crazy this year, Uh, but I did want to talk about my most impressive teams so far in each conference. I do believe, you know, with the Phoenix Suns, you had the Chris Paul trade, and I think that with everyone basically picking the Suns to make the playoffs, I don't think they're that much of a surprise with how they're sitting right now with top five in the West, the Utah Jazz right now, they're sitting top three in the West, which I would have picked Lakers, Clippers, and Nuggets to be top three. So I think Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, uh, Bogdanovich, that whole team—they're playing so so impressive. I lost my words just thinking about like you know how good this team is this year and how great they look. I think that they are um uh, they turn the corner i think don mitchell was taking a step up uh this is his fourth year in the league and mike conley you know he's that veteran on the team rudy gobert just got paid so uh usually you know after a big payday for centers we're just you know people who get paid they kind of take a step back but rudy gobert he's doing his thing doing his defensive thing so it'll be interesting to see how uh the utah jazz play out and this uh Western Conference, Uh, the Western Conference is wide open right now. I do think the Lakers are still the favorite in the Western Conference, and to repeat, in the East, uh, I would say the disappointment so far in the season has to be the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, should be top three, however, they're sitting around the middle range of the standings. I know you had Kyrie out a lot, and you just acquired James Harden, uh, which I think was a huge trade for them, however, I do not think it's going to work. That's just me. Um, I do think that you know Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Miami; those teams can give you problems if you're Brooklyn. Um, with teams have chemistry, and have those veteran leaders like you know Jimmy Butler, Giannis, uh, Joe Embiid, Joe Embiid. I mean, DeAndre Jordan; he's a great center. I just do not think he's gonna be able to handle, you know, Giannis and uh, Bam. Joel and B just always are guys. So, you know, I guess the Brooklyn Nets will have to play a lot of small ball in the playoffs. And just the regular season will have to finish out. I do think the Brooklyn Nets will turn around eventually with their big three. Uh, they did take that loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers with Colin Sexton going off uh, this past week. And other than that, my surprise team, however, in the Eastern Conference has to be the Philadelphia 76ers. Doc Rivers, uh, the new head coach in Philadelphia. You trade Josh Richardson for Seth Curry from the Dallas Mavericks. Seth Curry has been balling this year, uh, has been going off. So they've been a big surprise. OMB just stepped up big. He hasn't gotten injured this year. Uh, they've had pretty good uh, luck with the injuries and the COVID. Uh, they've you know had a couple games postponed. But other than that, they have scraped by some wins, uh, took a couple losses with, you know, having the eight-man roster, we're just having COVID people out. Uh, I know Seth Curry's been out for a while now, uh, but he will come back soon. And when that gets going, you know, ev- everyone's going to have their uh, bumps and bruises with, you know, roster hits and injuries and COVID protocol and quarantining. So it's everyone's going to do it the same thing eventually. Uh, I mean, right now it's kind of kind of mad just as a, you know – Team that's dealing with all this stuff as a Heat fan, you know, you have teams like the Lakers. The Lakers have not dealt with like any injuries this year or any COVID protocols, so they're rolling right now. They look dominant, which they should. They look they're a great team. They won the championship last year, and then they added basically the two best six men of the year from last season on their team with Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell. So, along with that, um, you know, I would go with the Jazz and the 76ers is my two top surprise teams this year. Uh, which we they they were both obviously playoff teams last year they're both great basketball teams great players uh both have good coaches i just didn't expect philadelphia to be you know top in the east as right now in the season and i didn't expect utah to be top 3 in the uh the west i you know i would have picked you know your milwaukee brooklyn or boston to be top number 1 at this point so going forward though i do think that uh Players will get more used to the uh, protocols, and you know, eventually, everyone's gonna, I guess, catch it or get it at some point. And hopefully, you know, they get the they go, they'll get the antibodies and you know, be immune to it. Or just, I I just hope that for the NBA's sake, we're just basketball's sake, that these players eventually get the vaccine, where it just becomes, you know, kind of like a no symptom. You get the play. Where just if you're asymptomatic, it's kind of, I, I hope. I hope one day we're eventually we get to the point this season or even this year alone like even if it's in the 2021-22 season now we eventually get to a point where if players are asymptomatic or basically they only have to sit out if they have symptoms which usually that's how it's been you know forever with you know if you have the flu you're not feeling well enough to play you just don't play uh i I do think it's i don't think it's stupid obviously i I do understand people have families and protocols have to keep each other safe at the same time, though, um, if you come in contact, and you have no symptoms. Uh, if you're out for you know 14 days, that's just it's crazy uh, that you know these te- these players can't play and you know turn these teams. So, but we'll, we'll see going forward. Uh, I do think that once the playoffs come around, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out. I wonder if the NBA will go back to a bubble. Uh, other than that, though, uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, I enjoy this. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun this year and I can't wait to do this weekly. Uh, I hope to have weekly updates or uh, weekly episodes. I'll try my best to get those in uh, each week and just talk news, game updates, uh, game highlights. Uh, The best sports news were just anything, players, games going on uh, in college basketball and the NBA. But until next time, this is the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm Craig. See you next time.